Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Coming to you live from the Stingray Studios here in West Edmonton Mall. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. one 401 is the text line. Of course, if you want to get us the old-fashioned way through with the old email, you can do so. Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. Brandon, good morning. Happy Halloween. How are you doing? I'm great. We had a very spooktacular show this morning on the Kevin Carey Show. Lots of... Uh, Fun Halloween-themed songs. Kevin agreed with some of my choices, uh, disagreed with a few more as well. Um, and uh, we had a couple good uh, Halloween stories, uh, whether it be from Grant's uh, time with the Oilers or, uh, you know, the scary situation that is the San Jose Sharks and uh, talking to <laughs> Brett Hedekin at the moment. So. Yeah, there's some scary stuff going on. I feel like every team's kind of had, you know, as a sports fan, you've had those scary moments you don't want to talk about anymore. As a Chargers fan, I'll say Marlon McCree. <laughs> don't even get me into it, I'm sure. You've, you've had to have had a couple. You're a Ducks fan. Maybe you think of Scott Stevens or something like that. Uh, well, the scariest part of being a Ducks fan has been the past three seasons because it's been <laughs> nothing short of a nightmare. Um, but yeah, going back to the uh, the earlier days, that, uh, that hit on Korea certainly sends a fear down your spine, but then you get a whole different kind of goosebumps when you see him come back out over the, the boards and score what is, in my opinion, one of the most iconic goals in NHL history. Yeah, I, I mean, I still get goosebumps when I watch that. Every time. It's, <laughs> it's like, crazy. I mean, the, can't the, help the call on the broadcast obviously adds to it that much more. Um, I was willing to, I was ready to make one of those calls uh, at the Outlaws senior game this past weekend. One of uh, our guys, Braden Zemlock, took a pretty heavy hit, left the game, uh, and then returned for the third period. I was just waiting for him to uh, to score, but he got his goal in, in the first period, so that was all he had for the night. My gosh, my gosh. Uh, well, he'll bounce back next week. We can rest. He'll come back strong. Uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to have a little bit of a fantasy roundtable with Gavin Turnick of Oilers Nation and the Nation Network, as well as Declan Kruger of Sports 1440 in the lowdown with Low Tide. It is the NFL's trade deadline. We saw a move with Montez Sweat going to the Chicago Bears. Not a move I totally understand and not the biggest impact in terms of fantasy. But uh, we'll talk to those guys. So what are some moves they'd like to see hypothetically be made. There are some reports of some big name players out there that could be made available for the right offer. We are also seeing that the commanders might also trade Chase Young. So basically, the defensive line that they've taken four years to assemble could be destroyed in a matter of hours. We'll see what happens. So we'll keep you up to date on that throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, I just want to ask you because you said Carius liked some of your Halloween music did not like some of your Halloween music. I feel like we're going to get some repeats because, you know, I'm going to play Halloween music and Declan's going to play Halloween music. He's also got some something cooked up for the YouTube channel today with Gregor. He's going to make it a little spooky. So we'll see what he does with that one. But, like, what what was the popular one? I mean, Thriller, you got to play. Monster Mash, obviously, if it's in the system. It is. Um, it, uh, I had to dig a little deeper for that one. That was Kevin's first request, of course. But then, yes, Thriller, um, Witchy Woman by the Eagles. That's, uh, I mean, some of them you got to stretch a little bit on. Uh, but the one he was uh, adamantly against was Disturbia by Rihanna. Good I think, song, though. I think mostly because he doesn't know that song because <laughs> he just the opening, uh, the opening bass beat there. And he's just like, what's this? And uh, <laughs> so I'm that's like, your that's my what's Kevin Carius impression. And uh, he's like. <laughs> He, he didn't care for it, and I asked him, do you even know what song this is? He says no. So uh, I think more people uh, liked it. And then, um, 
Yeah, a few other. Uh, we started off with some Prince because we had Arif Hassan. Uh, first thing this morning, yeah. I say Prince is you know a character in and of himself, so that counts as a Halloween theme one. But yeah, a few others uh, mix in and out throughout the morning. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more than a few repeats over the course of the next eight hours of uh, Sports 1440 programming. Yeah, I mean, you just you mix in what you can. Uh, Black Magic Women, Santana. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got that one in. I'm just kind of looking oh, through. Paint, I've, uh, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. That one was in the mix. I'd have to actually go back and check. My my memory's really good, but it's short. So <laughs> I, uh, I I can't even recall the songs that I played in the past uh, four hours, a total of 12 different songs. I can't remember them all. Did you do Ghostbusters? No, okay. I did not. Well, hopefully Declan doesn't steal that one from me. We'll debut it on our show with Jason Greger. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. A lot of people like, hey, what was that song you played at uh, 240 today? And it, no, I have no idea. Yeah, send in your requests. Somebody's watching me by Rockwell. It's from Jeff. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, Cat Dad says, spooky Atlanta ry- uh, rhythm section and nightmare on my street by Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay, yeah. The Pumpkin Waltz is a good one from DK. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll mix those in throughout the show. Maybe not our show, but other shows coming up on uh, Sports Forty Forty, And we'll let you know what's going on exactly. Uh, Slurpy Sean, he, he had mentioned us yesterday that he was down by 102. So we got the update. Fellas, was a hell, a heel of a game. I think that's supposed to be hell. But we'll, we'll go heel of a game last night. Was down 102 and fell to just 13 points shy of the win. Wild ride. Jameer Gibbs is amazing. Glad I didn't sell high. And uh, Brandon, I know you've been on the Jameer Gibbs bandwagon for a little while here. And uh, it was almost like something kind of just clued into the Detroit Lions. Now, they know way more than we do. So I don't want to say he was ready this whole time. Maybe it took him a little while to, you know, pick up the offense, uh, learn the the habits of the offensive line, when to, when to make the cuts and when to do all that sort of thing. Uh, but for sure, 26 carries for 152 yards at another 37 on the ground, or sorry, through the air, uh, made one trip to the end zone. He looked fantastic, 5.8 yards per carry. I mean, even Craig Reynolds was averaging 5.3 yards per carry in that one. The Detroit Lions offensive line was just bullying the Raiders front seven. But I assume for you, Jameer Gibbs, Pretty much did what you needed him to do in this this week. Yeah, I basically I had a, a few points lead, and I needed Jameer Gibbs to outperform Amon Ross St. Brown to win my uh, my matchup. I had a chance with, uh, and and he did just that. Uh, Amon Ra had certainly a great game um, totals wise, but it, it was kind of a catch twenty two for me because even if uh, St. Brown had scored a touchdown, I still would have been able to get the win because of Gibbs night. But a St. Brown touchdown would have been. Uh, very beneficial to a little uh, bet I had placed, a little uh, five or six leg parlay, everything hit except the uh, sun god touchdown. So that left me a little bit, um, you know, ho-hum by the end of the game, but I had the Lions on the point, so that, uh, you know, picked up the slack. That that certainly helps out. I mean, for the Vegas Raiders now, I, I don't feel bad for them. I mean, I, I openly laugh at the Raiders because I'm a Chargers fan, and... One, they're the rival. Two, misery loves company. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I I wonder, <laughs> looking back to the offseason, there wasn't was there many better options? No, I don't think so. Had the unless the Raiders had decided to you know draft a quarterback. But Devonte Adams last night, one reception, eleven yards. He was targeted seven times. Jimmy Garoppolo's overthrown his receivers in big moments before, going back to the Super Bowl when he was with the Niners. I mean, they could have won that game if he could drop it in the bucket, but he missed Devontae Adams twice 
for probably walk-in touchdowns, at least huge gains that at the time could have paid big dividends for them. So if you have Devontae Adams, are you just praying for him to get moved to a to a better team? And I don't, I don't know where he would go. I don't think the Raiders want to make that move, especially you know if they are going to be one of the bottom feeders in the team. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, and if they find their guy, they'd probably love to have Devontae Adams on the team. And I know he's grew up a Raiders fan, wanted to go there, but that was a tough look for him coming off the field yesterday, Brandon, and uh, letting that frustration show. Yeah, there's a, a I don't know if the report just came out. It might have been circulating prior, but I might, I might have missed it that uh, apparently a few weeks ago, Devontae Adams had asked the Raiders about possibly a change of scenery and they blatantly flat out said no. That's usually not a great relationship, uh, particularly one where you are paying this guy a lot of money and now what was supposed to be the one thing you could really count on the offense, not even there anymore because the quarterback play quite simply just isn't up to snuff, right? So uh, Josh Jacobs ended up having a pretty decent game. We talked about him a little bit yesterday going into it. We said Adams was really the only viable start. I don't think I would have condemned anybody if they did end up still start uh, starting Jacobs and it would have paid off a little bit. He got the tutty to kind of boost um, the lackluster numbers. Mm-hmm. He once again led the team in receiving uh, on the night in yardage, which is never really a great sign when you're running 27 back, yards when you're running back <laughs> the one doing that with uh, such an abysmal total but yeah vegas is a mess um max crosby he uh you know he he had an impact on the game he always does but i don't necessarily think maybe quite the game record that we uh or not we but if you're a raiders fan shout out lance on the text line always uh, chim- uh chiming in it, it was a uh, the game seemed like it was better than it was because the score was close for so long, but realistically it wasn't. The Raiders' offense was like decrepit. It couldn't it couldn't do anything. It was it was pretty sad. It really was. It was yeah, putrid came to mind for me. It just it wasn't good. And yeah, Max Crosby, I mean, he he didn't get home. He he creates, you know, he gets the opposing offensive linemen to take holding calls. Uh, he has an impact, but it certainly just wasn't enough. And yeah, I was thinking back to, cause I had said, yeah, you got to start Josh Jacobs. And then you kind of talked me out of it. And then I thought, wait, no, I'm the guy who started Kyle Pitts for seven weeks. I definitely would start Josh Jacobs just because of the threat that he could have a good game. He was okay. Like you said, uh, but certainly Jameer Gibbs was the guy you wanted for this one. Lance says, don't be like that, Connor. Lance, I, I have to. I have to be that way. And it's funny because the Chargers are three and four. The Raiders are three and five. We were very uh, in the moment, right? I'm coming off riding high against the Chargers beating the Bears. They have, you know, one last loss. And after a bye week, it, the Chargers and Raiders could have the same score. So, Lance, uh, I'm right there with you. Rob says... We're talking about Halloween music. Uh, Stones would have sympathy for the devil, not painted black, like both. But yeah, we'll we'll probably get some sympathy for the devil in our show. Well, I just I told Brandon not to use that one, so we could. We don't like to double up songs too much. B says, guys, you'll be hard pressed to find a spooky or spooky or spooky or spookier sounding song than the title track on Black Sabbath's debut album. Just the guitar riff at the beginning after the sound of falling rain. It's pretty spooky, not to mention the album cover. Play it on one of your shows coming back from commercials for me. Pretty please from B. You know, we can try, B. Our system does not have it all. We'll have to find the name of the track. Title track. Title track, on- Black Sabbath. So it's just called Black Sabbath? Yeah. Do we have it? Uh, I haven't looked yet, but I'm definitely going to be checking that out for B. We'll take a look, B. I think we can try to find a way to make that one work. 
Shanked one says, how about some Rob Zombie? Yeah, I like Rob Zombie. We only have Dragula in the system, but I don't think there's any problem with that. And just as we say that, Jordo says Rob Zombie, Dragula. So yeah, we'll, we'll probably mix that one in there as well. We've also got a text from No Name, Werewolf, Motionless in White. Sounds like a good Halloween song. Maddie in the tractor. Looks like you just added his name in there. I appreciate that, Brandon. And then Brad says, hey, guys, you think Denver could be a 9-8 and eight team and snag a wild card? Pretty easy schedule. Well, Brad, the Broncos play the Chargers twice still, so there's two L's. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the Denver Broncos certainly a polarizing team. I, I wonder if maybe they would consider making any trades. Uh, they do get the Bills on, a, so on the bye week, and then they get the Bills on the 13th. That's a primetime game. That'll be interesting. You know, when I search, I go right to uh, Yahoo now. I hate that. I got to change it to Google, so my default search engine, because it's so much better. But the Denver Broncos, I don't know if you're looking up the schedule right now. I don't know, because I, I kind of think they could make some moves. You know, you've got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, I know, got into the end zone. Uh, okay, so they've got Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston, Chargers, Chargers, Detroit, New England, Vegas, and then the Bills. I, I don't think that's an easy I, I was schedule. just about to say, I don't really know where, uh, was that Brad that texted that? Where yeah. Brad's seeing the easy schedule. Yes, the Vikings are without Kirk Cousins, but their defense has improved a lot, and they still have some other playmakers on the offense that even if you've got uh, average at best quarterback, they're still going to put up a good test. To keep in mind, Broncos, that for most of this season, your defense has been nothing short of dog water, so you don't actually have to be an electric factory to put up points against them. The Bills, that's a good team. The Browns, their defense is arguably one of the best in the league. Uh, the Texans, they've been frisky. Chargers twice, also a pretty frisky team, still looking to keep themselves in the mix. Lions are second place in the NFC. I would say the Patriots and the Raiders are only two easy games left of your nine remaining. But the Patriots will show up randomly. They they can. They beat I mean, the Bills, I right? mean, they beat the Bills. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to disagree with you, Brad. I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team at all, and I think they would probably be better served to trade away some players today, uh, whether it be a guy like Cortland Sutton or um, yeah, Sutton, pardon me, if uh, or if Jerry Judy's unhappy uh, long-term, getting some return for that because they're <laughs> – the Kansas City Chiefs, man, they could sure use a wide receiver. And uh, I know you probably don't want to trade in division, but still, uh, if they're willing to pay the right price, uh, they're a team that needs help there for sure. So uh, I don't know. Now, we saw last year the Minnesota Vikings got TJ Hawkinson from the Lions, so it was an in-division trade. But I don't think the Lions really looked at the Vikings as a legit threat. I think they thought, okay, well, yeah, we'll give you him. Yeah, you, you can take him. I don't think any team in the AFC West is going to do the Kansas City Chiefs any favors because why would you? They're already a Super Bowl threat without a top receiver. I don't know if we want to help them out that way, but we'll see. Uh, Ewan says Chargers still have the choking narrative. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They'll always have that. They could win two straight Super Bowls, and I still wouldn't be comfortable with a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, VR Greg says tubular bells. V Greg. I assume that's a song we got to look up. And final one before we get to break here. Beer man. Oh, you did play werewolves in London. I always play that for the coyotes. Whenever uh, the Oilers play the coyotes and we have Tyson Nash on. I think that was their goal song. Huge beauty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we just learned beer man is a sales guy in and out of his car. So we must've missed that one. Beer man. Are you a beer rep? How cool would that be? I met a beer I would, rep. It would make sense. Cause we know 
he is the beer man uh, in other ways, of course, slinging them at uh, Oilers and uh, Elks games and other events just in general at Rogers and Commonwealth. But uh, if that was his... I did not know this. What? I just saw the picture he sent in. Beer man. Wow. His Oilers jersey at Commonwealth (laughs) from Sunday. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said when we were asking yesterday morning about the um, reviews of the game, he said, thank you to all the fans that made last night one of the best games I've ever. He's been doing it since 86. Beer man's a legend. Man, he is. Everybody's best friend at sporting events. Beer man. And and beer man. He is the beer man. I love it. Okay. And uh, VR Greg. He says tubular bells is the theme from The Exorcist. Okay, I love that. That's kind of my go-to. You know, when you have the the themes from scary movies, there that's an easy play. That's an easy one. I'm gonna have to grab some of those before we air the Jason Greger show uh, later today. Right now, let's take a break. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you. When we come back, we'll be joined by Gavin Turnick of the Nation Network and. Our very own Declan Kruger from the Lowdown with Low Tide and our uh, digital producer on the Jason Greger Show. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Had to let that run for a little bit. That is Black Sabbath. My Black Sabbath. Uh, request for Halloween here. Yeah, I, I get the, the Halloween vibes with that one. A little rain, kind of dark and cold. Yeah. Well, well done, Brandon. Good job finding that one. Deep in the system, it is Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. If you want to get in the conversation, 1-833-401-1440 is the best way to do so through the text line. A couple texts coming in. Ewan says, Denver will die before helping the Chiefs. Well, they beat the Chiefs. And I I think I'm with you. We also have Dustin saying, I remember when Tyreek Hill went to Miami. People said Hill would miss Mahomes. Looks like Mahomes misses Hill more. Tua and Tyreek look dynamic. They do. But Mahomes won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. So I don't know if he misses him that much. They're still got to be right in that conversation. As Brandon said during the break, I, I think he just misses having a receiver that can catch the ball. Like Juju Smith-Schuster looks pretty good last year. Yeah, I wonder who they might go out there and look to acquire if they are able to. Who will want to help the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll see if that happens before 2 o'clock today as it's the NFL trade deadline, which leads us right into our next segment. We've got a little bit of a roundtable brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win an awesome game day prize or some free drinks. You'll join me and Brandon down there at various locations around the city, but you can also qualify for a trip with the Super Bowl in Las Vegas for two uh, coming up here in February. Should be a heck of a time and you got to go down to the Canadian Brew House to get in on that. We've got Gavin Turnick of the Nation Network as well as Declan Kruger from, I like to call him our digital producer on the Jason Greger and then just the executive producer on the Lowdown with Low Tide. Uh, Gavin, good morning. How you doing? Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me back. How are you guys doing? We are doing good, doing good. Declan, uh, you look locked in. How are things going? Yeah, things are going great. Uh, it's a happy Halloween to all. I'm getting in the spirit over here, but uh, excited to talk some trade deadline. Yeah, Gavin, you're really missing out by not being here today. We've got uh, uh, the best candy going on that the dollar store had left. So uh, we'll, we'll try to get some for you next time you come in here. There's some tiger pops and things of that nature. 
I don't know if they'll last though. They're they're quite popular in the studio. Yeah, I've seen you put about six back, and I've been in the been in the studio for <laughs> so three I've or four minutes. I've been definitely munching on candy all day here <laughs> at the office here as well. So I'm right I'm right there with you guys for sure. It's uh it's the best time of the year, and uh, we're trying to keep the, the spooky music going as we continue. So get those requests in one eight three three four zero one. 1440 can't do the monster mash or thriller anymore though uh you know just very quickly here brock texting in saying he's from with a uh, big screen sports shout out to our boy gav uh, would you consider trading kyler murray if you're the cardinals and go full tank rebuild colts vikings i'll just say very quickly yeah why not just go for it i think that'd be a great plan but that's kind of what we wanted to do today talk to the four of us about trades that you'd like to see before the deadline comes and goes we've seen the commanders making moves on the defensive side of the ball Cool. That's not really what we want to see. So let's let's just start off with it. Uh, we'll start with you, Declan. We are talking trades we'd like to see that would greatly impact or improve someone's fantasy value going forward. Well, listen, I think Jameis Winston to the Minnesota Vikings would be a huge improvement at quarterback for the targets they have there. They have an incredibly talented wide receiver room. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, we know about him injured, but still a dynamic, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league. Jordan Addison has shown he can be a guy as well. And I think KJ Osborne is a fine young receiver. So I think if you bring in a guy who can sling the ball like that, who's going to air it out, he's going to get three touchdowns, three interceptions a game guaranteed, but he's going to be slinging that ball. I think that's a far better option from a fantasy standpoint than Jaron Hall. I like that one. And you're right. Three touchdowns, three interceptions, Mr. 30-30 himself. I, only guy to ever do it. <laughs> it can only be one. It's uh, quite the feat to do that. I think that would be a very interesting one. Uh, Gavin, what do you got for us? You guys cannot tell me that Devontae Adams on the Kansas City Chiefs would not be a sight to see. And obviously from a fantasy perspective as well. And Patrick Mahomes owners would absolutely love it because obviously right now the receiving core is Sky Moore. MBS, Kadarius Tony, McCole Hardman. Adding Devontae Adams to the wide receiver room would be absolutely ridiculous. And looking through Adams last last few weeks here, he has not have he has not had over seventy five yards since week five, guys. So Adams owners would love it. Mahomes owner would love it. And I think the entire NFL would love it as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would also love to see prime Jerry Rice and prime Randy Moss in that offense. But I just think trading in a in division like that when you're helping the number one team in your division get better is, is so it, it, like it's so counterintuitive to what the Raiders need to do. From a fantasy perspective, I think he'd be great there. I think it would give Mahomes that solidified number one target. But if I'm if I'm getting off the plane, if I'm in the airport at Bizarro Land and I'm heading back to Edmonton, Alberta, I just don't see it happening, Gavin. Oh, oh, a dream scenario, and what I think is going to happen is two completely different things. I'm playing fantasy football here. I'm throwing on like a Madden trade type of scenario. That's just my dream scenario. Do I see it happening? Probably not. And like you said, all those very good points, it's same division. But yeah, like I just think it would be exciting to see Devontae Adams get moved somewhere else, though. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie Douglas, we've got uh, Gavin Ternick as well as Duncan Kruger joining us. Talking a little bit of fantasy football trade deadline. Uh, Brandon, any trades you'd like to see happen here? I, I, I do concur with Declan. The Vikings really should get a quarterback. And uh, it's it's just one season here before they almost certainly move on from Kirk Cousins. But Justin Jefferson is still incredibly young. Jordan Addison, a rookie. But when you have players of this caliber, you don't want to waste a single season of it. 
I, I don't know if uh, Jameis Winston is the correct answer or one that they would pursue. I'm not sure if the Saints will be oh, interested. Oh, you, in, you didn't like that? I couldn't tell by your big laugh over there well, when I brought it up. I love Jameis Winston. I'm just not sure that the uh, the Saints are, A, keen on trading him based on what we've seen from Derek Carr, and, uh, and B, if he fits necessarily the mold of what the Vikings would be after. I don't know if there's anybody out there that fits what the Vikings need except for Ryan Tannehill returning to the form that we saw him play a few seasons ago. I think the uh, the text in that said like a Kyler Murray to the uh, to the Vikings is an that would an, be interesting is sure. an interesting one because the, um, the the Cardinals could go full scorched earth uh, put themselves down for uh, for Caleb Williams or Drake May uh, coming up in this draft and then you and the Vikings still have a guy that they can work with young enough to build around uh, moving forward with the receiving core they have so that's an interesting one I'll be honest a kind of lame answer that I had prepared earlier this morning was actually on the defensive side of the ball and a team like the Buffalo Bills going out to get a Montez Sweat he's now uh, in Chicago which like Connor said right off the top is a move that much like the Chase Claypool one uh, prior doesn't make any sense to me by the Bears organization. So uh, I well, don't know. picking that second round as well. Right, exactly. So I don't know if Chase Young is going to be moved now that they did uh, get Montez Sweat out the door. But if he is available, I think that would be a, a very interesting name for the Bills to go after to help improve their uh, their D-line. And with all the injuries they've had on the defensive side of the ball, it uh, it seems to make sense to me. There's, there's a lot that I, you know, my mind's going crazy right now with all the possibilities. Like the first one that comes to mind for me, kind of playing off what Gavin said Chiefs need a receiver why not Mike Evans with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they couldn't get that extension done you put him in that offense with Patrick Mahomes I think that would be an extremely fun one to see now the Bucks still in the race in their division though Evans in that red zone my god oh it it would be absolutely insane and another one for me just based on my fantasy football team and I know it's not going to happen Kyle Pitts I mean can we get Kyle Pitts out of Atlanta (laughs) You, you send him to could be KC could be Los Angeles, like somewhere where he could be utilized. I think Kyle Pitts leaving Atlanta would be fun. And then even if you're the Vegas Raiders, we saw last night, like it's sell time. Josh Jacobs, he he does not want to be there. He had to sign that franchise tag, right? I think you could make a move to free Josh Jacobs, send him to the NFC. I don't know which team it would be that would you know want to make that move. I mean, if, if the Vikings don't lose Kirk Cousins, maybe they look for a, a legitimate running back ahead of Madison and Cam Akers. Uh, even, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos with Jerry Judy potentially sending him somewhere. Why not the San Francisco 49ers give Brock Purdy another weapon to use in that offense? There's, there's lots of moves to be made. Uh, 1-833-401-1440 uh, might be the best way to do so. Uh, Gavin, uh, we've got a, a little bit of love coming in for you here. Uh, Ewan says, Betmaster Gavin has arrived. Uh, maybe we'll get one of your parlays later on here. But we had Ricky <laughs> Cheese saying that Last time you were on, you won him his fantasy week. So he's got a question for you. Uh, play one for his flex spot. Uh, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, or Jaden Reed. Uh, what do you think about that one? Latavius Murray, Jamal Murray, or Jamal Williams, or Jaden Reed? First things first, I would probably be looking at the waiver wire out of those names you just gave me. But <laughs> if I had to pick, probably Latavius Murray, but I would be scooping someone up from the waiver wire based on those picks you have on your team right now. Declan, what do you think about that when I you're a Bills fan, Latavius Murray, the, the touchdown thief, Jamal yeah. Williams, another guy who can be a touchdown thief, and then Jaden Reed. Yeah, I mean, I like what Gavin said, man. I might hit the waiver wire, just <laughs> leave an empty slot that week. Yeah, you probably you probably have some better luck on the waiver wire. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, those guys yeah. might get you negative points, honestly. But uh, no, I don't know. Give Jaden Reed a shot. Maybe maybe let uh, Jordan Love air it out. I don't know. I, the PPR league. Maybe they run a bunch of bubble screens for him. He gets eight points just on those, like 8.7 yards, but it, it fills the slot. Who knows? 
Uh, Victor's texting in here. As a Vikings fan with Cousins hurt and being a free agent, it's time to tank. Trade JJ to the Chiefs for a huge ransom and offload <laughs> everything off. No, we no, no, none of this. The, do that. the Chiefs are good enough. Do uh, Based on that text, I don't actually think Victor's a Vikings fan. I think he's a Chiefs fan. Yeah, exactly. I, that, I think that's what I got out of it too. And the funny thing about the Vikings is. I don't necessarily think that they are in tank mode. Like they're coming off three straight wings. They're right in the mix. Obviously, losing Kirk Cousins hurts. And like like you guys are mentioning too, I would go to get a quarterback because they're definitely still in this thing. And they're getting JJ back in a couple weeks when he's off IR as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, if they fall, I wonder if he's going to be less inclined to rush back into the lineup. But yeah, go get him a quarterback. The, the NFC is wide open. Like these guys could still not wide open in terms of the top top teams, but these guys could still very well be a wild card team. They're very much in that mix, and I think a quarterback so the can Vikings get them are there. currently holding the third wild card spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. So think, they're so they're right in there. Exactly, they're right there, and I think they can stay there. I think they've shown they can stay there, but I don't know if they can stay there with Jaron Hall. I think they need a quarterback to do it. So I'm not yeah, I'm not in no, sell now mode for the Vikings. Team. I think you go and make the team better and fight for a playoff spot. All right, Gavin, uh, before we let you go here, you are a Cowboys fan. So trade deadline, two and a half hours away. Any moves you'd like to see them make? I would say yes, but Jerry Jones already went on record and saying that he's not looking to make any moves. He likes the roster. It's just a typical Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones speech. So I'm not expecting anything today. Obviously, names have been floated around like a Derrick Henry, so we could have that 1A, 1B situation like we had with Pollard and Zeke in the past. But... Like, if I had to pick a name, it would be Derrick Henry. I'm, do I think it's going to happen? No. Declan, you are a Bills fan. So what's on the wish list? You know, you guys know I love my corners. <laughs> you can never have too many good corners. Kyer Elam, I don't want to say he hasn't panned out, but I had higher expectations for him. We know about Trey White's injury. I just think anytime you can bolster a secondary, you do it. So I think you go out there and you get a cornerback. Who that may be. I don't know. I think you look at any team that may be selling, try and pick their number one or number two corner off the depth chart, snatch them up. I like it. I like it. Boys, thank you so much for doing this today. Well, we'll do it again sometime, and we'll save some of this candy for you, Gavin, next time you come in studio. That sounds good. I'll talk to you guys then. There you go. That is Gavin Turnick of the Nation Network. We've got Declan Kruger from the Lowdown with Low Tide and the Jason Greger Show. Uh, we'll find out who they got coming up on the show next and uh, let you know. <laughs> Victor says, Vikings have been... Haven't been anything for years. Just making the playoffs is nothing other than revenue for the owner. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Sell off everything of value. They need a franchise quarterback. Stop the mediocrity. I mean, hey, there are some uh, some franchise quarterback candidates out there in the draft. So you don't necessarily have to be, you know, top one, two. But, hey, it could happen. It, it definitely could happen. We've got uh, Ewan says pits to KC means he's stuck behind Kelsey. Yeah, but that's fine. You could have two tight ends. I mean, the New England Patriots had a pretty good offense with Rob Gronkowski and uh, Aaron Hernandez. I guess I got to say it. Got to drop the name in there. Uh, it was pretty good. And if you have Kelsey and Kyle Pitts, like, let's be real. That guy's he's more of a wide receiver. He doesn't want to block. He wants to run routes and catch touchdowns. So we shall see. It, it's The NFL trade deadline, in my opinion, let's bump it back like five or six weeks so we know who's a seller and we know who's a buyer legitimately then we could have some huge trades we could be like the nba it'd be unbelievable if they did that right now kind of slow uh just looking here ear candy texting in dobbs has been traded to the vikings joshua dobbs from the cardinals to the vikings we're confirming that right now 
I'm uh, looking for confirmation. That was a name that had been bandied about, uh, or bandied about, pardon me, most of the morning here. Basically, the Cardinals deciding, are they uh, rolling with Kyler Murray or going to really, really lean into the, the, the tank here? Looks like uh, Murray's ready to return, and uh, Dobbs heading up to uh, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, Ian Rappaport confirming that, it looks like. So that's cool. Where are you going? Josh Dobbs. The guy is a, a genius, so good for him. He'll go to the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, we will see how that pans out for the Vikings. Lots of decks coming in here. Uh, we're talking hypothetical trades. We're talking real-life trades. We're talking Halloween music. Let us know, one 401 Hey, maybe we'll come back with a song of your choice. Let us know. It's Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef, Jerky, Hallie, and Douglas here on Sports 1440. 1141, happy Halloween. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Could you imagine getting some beef jerky when you were trick-or-treating? That would be unbelievable. Nice little $20 pack. That would be the best, the best treat of all time. Uh, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. 1-833-401-1440. Save that into your phone if you haven't done so already. Uh, yes, we can now confirm. Joshua Dobbs heading to Minnesota per ear candy. He scooped a Rappaport. boy. That's how you, you got the inside source. Keep us updated on anything else that happens. Uh, Dustin letting us know as well. Now we have to reach out to Victor. He is the Vikings fan. What do you think? Can he guide you into the promised land or is this just going to keep up that mediocrity? I understand mediocrity. I was a Jays fan for a long time. You know, I still am. A lot of mediocrity there when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays. So I, I get it. It sucks when you're like the most success you have is one playoff win. And then you're just sitting there picking 20th overall, not getting that elite, elite talent. It's it's interesting. Uh, Jay says, is Devontae Adams traded yet? Because I've already convinced myself to bench him next week. No, nothing coming out there from the Devontae Adams trade watch right now. His contract will be an issue, right? Like I, I know the we joke that the NFL's salary cap is a bit of a hoax and you can work around it but he makes a lot of money so that might be tough uh, no name here if the Raiders trade their franchise player I added that one in there to their most hated rival they should have their franchise revoked yeah there's I, I Gavin was going on strictly fantasy what he would love to see it would be amazing to see Mahomes with Devontae Adams but he doesn't believe that's actually going to happen that that would just be insane DK says, why won't the Raiders trade Adams? It makes absolutely no sense. I'm with you. If I'm the the Vegas Raiders, why not? I know Devontae had chose the Raiders. That's where he wanted to go. But if you want to break this thing down and blow it up, you trade him. You'll get a massive haul. And then also you trade Josh Jacobs, the running back. And I know he's a free agent next year, so teams probably won't pay the the biggest amount but if you're a contender you you probably have to assume he's going to start to hit his stride like he's he's looking better he looked better last night i uh, knocking some of that rust off why not why not make that move i don't know and we'll see if the raiders decide to do so uh, it'd be tough it'd be tough to part with that talent and as a chargers fan i think they should do it and max crosby because he he is an absolute beast B says, you guys rock. Thanks for playing that for me. It made my morning. That's going back to Black Sabbath. B, you are welcome. Hopefully hopefully you have a great day. And Cat Dad says, I would rather see them not get a quarterback and try to get a decent one in the draft. I think that might be regarding the Vikings. Uh, Josh Dobbs, I don't know. That'll be an interesting one. 
Ewan wants the Bills to get PS2 somehow. Patrick Sertan out of Denver? If Denver trades him, that's a fool's move. Like, he's a top three corner, and he's like 24 years old. I don't think the Broncos should be selling right now on the defensive side of the ball. They've already given up some of their pass rushers. I might look at one of those receivers. Uh, Corey says Devontae Adams to the Bengals would be amazing. I agree. That would be. Could you flip T. Higgins? Because he's he hasn't re-signed yet? I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that would look amazing with Devontae Adams. Like if you're just building up that fantasy squad, like the Bills would be cool. You're a Texans fan, Brandon, so you probably say the Texans would be a good fit. I'm a Chargers fan. He'd be perfect. He uh, once tweeted that, you know, he and Keenan Allen together would go off for like 300 yards every game. I thought that was a legit possibility that Devontae Adams could be a Charger. Instead, he went to the Raiders. Where do you think Devontae Adams, if if it happens, where, where would you like to see him? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he's probably going anywhere. <laughs> um, and if if he is to be traded, it will definitely be out of division uh, and almost certainly out of conference, I would think, over yeah. to the NFC. Um just like when you run down the list of teams that could use that would use or could utilize his talents right now. What about the Baltimore Ravens? OBJ hasn't worked out. They have Zay Flowers, but uh, he is still just a rookie. You're telling me you wouldn't like a legitimate top five, if not even top three wide receiver in the entire NFL added to that offense. Um, once again, that's staying in the AFC, but if you're moving across, like the Niners, I think they're probably uh, set to jet on the offense in terms of weapons there. I don't know if they would be interested in adding anything else. Um, the Saints, they have Olave and Thomas. That like I'm talking about fringe teams that are kind of you know in the mix. The Falcons, I think their priority probably more in the realm of a quarterback than another offensive weapon without somebody to get the ball to him. It would be like a lateral move for Adams. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's just nothing really jumping out at me um, uh, uh, in the in the NFC for a team that could uh, could bring him in realistically and utilize his services to the best of the ability. Like <laughs> back to the Packers? Question mark. <laughs> I, bring I, him home. I, uh, I I just really don't know. And part of that, or, or and all of that leans into my first point being, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think the Raiders will maybe reevaluate their own quarterback situation here um, down the home stretch and realize that, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo probably not the uh, long-term or even mid-term or maybe even short-term solution. They're gonna they're in line to probably get themselves a, a good pick at the top of the draft this year. Who knows, start fresh with a new guy under center and Devontae Adams still out, uh, out wide. Like I said, one of the best receivers in the whole league. So th- this links back to the same thing that um, Vic, said about trading a guy like Justin Jefferson. Same thing when you're trading a guy like Devontae Adams. When you're trading a player of this caliber, you are going to lose the trade. It is quite simple. You can get as many first-round picks as you want, and likely they're not going to be at the top of the draft because the team trading for them is probably in the hunt, so it's going to be a middle-type situation uh, in the first round at best. You're never going to replace a player like that, barring a miracle, I would say. So it just doesn't make sense to trade players of that caliber unless you are going full scorched earth which i'm not sure the raiders are keen on doing but per, i don't know i guess we'll i guess we'll see but all back to the original point i don't think Devonte adams will be traded here in the next two hours and 10 minutes what i would say is just having that asset even if it is like a 20th overall pick 
it could be added in sweetener, right? Two first to move up to a higher pick. If you're s- going scorched earth and we're looking to get like Caleb out of USC. Very good point. If, Very good if point. that's how it is. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Victor says, yeah, Dobbs, here we come. Super Bowl. LOL. You can see the sarcasm dripping off that one. Uh, JG says, boys, an interesting name to me is Nathan Rourke. Why wouldn't one of these teams going nowhere who have QB uncertainty moving forward take a shot on a guy like Rourke? He's proven he can play pro ball at a high level, and he showed well in the preseason. Bring him in and let him compete for a job. He can't be any worse than some of the guys that get rolled out every week. There really isn't much of a downside for a move like me. JG, I think that, you know, we as Canadians maybe have a little bit of a higher I don't know, uh, like thought of him. Like we think, oh, he's he's a great player. When was the last good NFL, CFL quarterback to go down there and have success in the NFL? Ricky Ray sat on the bench. Casey Printer sat on the bench. And they both came back to the CFL. So I don't know if he is as good as we maybe look at him to be. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Like you'd have to, the thing is you'd have to bring him onto your active roster. And that would mean you know, kicking someone off and that those roster spots are valuable. So I think he's kind of a practice roster guy for now. Maybe next year the Jakes have him as their QB two behind Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know if he'll get there right now. Lance says, I don't like today's episode at all. Is that what you're laughing at? <laughs> I, was, I was laughing at yeah. I could just see Lance <laughs> sitting there listening, kind of almost like his arms crossed pouting, be like, why is everyone being so mean to the Raiders? Uh, sorry, Lance, the Raiders, they're not good. Not good at all. The last good CFL quarterback in the NFL was Jeff Garcia. Yeah, that's, it's been a long time. Now, I will say, I heard, this was rumors from like 2000, that uh, Dave Dickinson was actually probably one of the better quarterbacks at Chargers camp way back in the day, but they paid Doug Flutie and they drafted Drew Brees. So it was kind of some politics. And I, I'm sure there's politics for Nathan Rourke to a certain extent keeping him out of there. But yes, uh, Jeff Garcia was was quite good. Doug Flutie, Warren Moon. There were some out there. Uh, Lance, again, sorry, buddy. Uh, Dustin says Adams to Detroit would be sick. Yeah, that would be interesting, getting uh, maybe some revenge on those Green Bay Packers, although he wanted out. Bryce says, uh, do the Vikings... Do you think the Vikings are going to give Hall a look and went out and got Dobbs for a safety net? Interesting proposition, actually, Bryce. Shout out, Bryce. Uh good buddy of mine from back in the burn um i don't if this were the case like dobbs being a safety net i don't think it's for jaron hall to get the start i think it would be more likely nick mullins um he has a lot much longer track record uh he's coming off ir now i believe this week so i think if they were going to uh if dobbs is a safety net i don't think it's for hall i think it's for mullins uh because mullins has definitely played NFL action which Jaron Hall had not prior to the end of this last game and Mullins has uh, started games uh, if I'm not mistaken in his NFL career so far as well so uh, but an interesting question one that I don't think uh, at least I hadn't entertained even yet I didn't even think about that angle Lance cover your ears Ewan says Seahawks getting Adams would be cool it'd be cool for every team to get him but the Seahawks they've got Metcalf they just drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba they've got Lockett and Bobo Bobo, two two pass catching tight ends they lean on really heavily. Like, yeah, this the Seahawks. I I agree. You can pretty much insert X team in terms of X team getting Devonte Adams will be cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's really good. But it's a. I think sometimes it's about fit 
And whether it be a team like the Seahawks, like the Niners, like there is just one ball. Even the Bengals, which got thrown out earlier, like there is just one ball. And a lot of these teams have some pretty dominant uh, alpha number one receivers already. Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit, Jamar Chase. Uh, the Seahawks maybe a little bit less so, but I definitely think DK Metcalf falls into that category. Like you got to keep guys happy. And Adams has, uh, I mean, he's not been afraid to voice displeasure in the past uh, about his situation. So I don't know if bringing a guy like that into a situation where you're going to be really trying to spread the ball around is necessarily a great fit. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> Dear Lord, it's me. Can you please have Adam traded to the Panthers? Much appreciated. Regards, the last Carolina fan in Canada. Skirm. Yes, every team. Every team saying it. And I- Skirm, actually. Uh, you are not. Uh, Bryce, the previous texter, he's also a Panthers fan, going back to the uh, arrival of Wham Bam Slam Newton. So... At least two Panthers fans in Canada. Uh, I know a guy, Caleb, is a Panthers fan. Uh, I believe there's a, a Jeremy out there who's a Panthers fan. There's a few. You guys, you got some some fans out there. Uh, Raiders 100% should move on. Rebuild 10.0. Yes, it has to happen. Uh, coming up today on Sports 1440, once we call it a show, it is the lowdown with Low Tide uh, with Declan Kruger. They'll be joined by, oh, I can't even read Declan's tweets it might include sensitive content. Anyways, they will have Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic on. So uh, you can definitely check that out later on. Uh, they'll let you know what's coming up next here on The Gregor Show. It's going to be a heck of a show. Uh, Larry Zonka, NFL Hall of Famer, former Miami Dolphins running back, will join us. We'll have Raphael Lavoie, Bakersfield Condors, Oilers forward maybe perhaps in the future, 240. Uh, Sean Brown will co-host with George LaRock. We've got Paul Sir, Jason Strudwick. Mark Spector and Derek Van Deest. Going to be a heck of a show. Heck of a day here on Sports 1440. That'll do it for us, though. Have a great Halloween, everyone. Uh, if you're driving tonight, watch out for the kids crossing the street. Before we get to break, though, we'll get to a sports update with Brandon Douglas. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is the Duke.